going to be our first major speaker of the morning. And I just give you a little bit of background. Hormoz is uh, a native of Tehran, Iran, and he was he lived there until he completed his electrical engineering degree in 1978. He then moved to California to continue his studies at the University of Southern California, where he got a master's in electrical engineering and a PhD in artificial intelligence. And amazing. He also had a bachelor's of arts in Bible and theology at Jessup University. He has a Muslim background and in 1970, uh, 1980, so a year after coming to the United States, uh, he compared the Bible and the Quran and made a decision for Christ. Um, he's been married for 38 years and has three grown children. Donnell is with us as well, as many of you heard her yesterday. He's been a church planner since 1987. He planted six churches in Northern California before launching this 24-7 satellite TV. Uh, and I didn't catch it until at the end of the day. Um, as you know, uh, Samia and Monir also have a 24-7 broadcasting, but they primarily broadcast in Arabic with some English too, right? And, uh, and so they're primarily going to the Arabic world, whereas uh, Hormoz is primarily going to the Persian world where they speak Farsi. So I didn't re realize that that's too. So they broadcast in Farsi. So he might tell you a little bit about that, but they have, uh, they, he is, uh, he's been uh, uh, featured in Christianity Today and many other publications. He's been a guest on, on uh, such TV stations as CBN's uh, 700 Club, Daystar. Uh, he's also been called the Billy Graham of Iran. And he's, he's also the most influential Iranian-American. He's uh, by the best-selling author, Joel Rosenberg. He's a frequent speaker at Voice of the Martyrs, where I believe that's where, where you guys met him. And so, with pleasure, where is he now? There he is, Hormoz. Grateful to have you. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Well, it's good to be here to share with you what God is doing. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of uh, negative things about Muslims and the news are negative because they are negative because um, Muslims around the world, uh, uh, they are, most Muslims who are active, they have a mandate by the Quran to take over the world no matter what, with by any means that's uh, even violence. So, uh, I'm here to share what you don't hear in the news. Good news. Of what God is doing. You hear in the news what the enemy, the Satan is doing, but I'm here to share with you what God is doing. And I hope it, it will encourage you, encourage your heart, not just to inform you, encourage you, but also give you a direction. Because as Christians, we have to be alert what God is doing around the world. Especially when you're mission-minded, you have to know, oh, God has got to go working there, there, unless... Let's add fuel to the fire there that God has started. And Iran is one of the places that amazing things happen. I know you hear in the news about Iran that you, the, all these clips about death to America, death to America, or death to Israel, wipe Israel off the map. I know all of that. Uh, first of all, I want to share something with you. There is no country in the world 
whose people love Americans more than Iranians. I can boldly say that, and I can prove that. Those who visit Iran, they come back. Some Americans can go as, as a tourist, and they come back. I just met one last week. He said, I've never met, I've never been kissed and hugged in my whole life. They treated me like a celebrity. One of them saying, I was just walking down the street and, and people would just stop their cars, come out and hug me and say, welcome, welcome to, to our country. Are you American? Yeah. And they would drive off. So there's so many myths. But what God is doing in Iran, I want to share a video to start with. That's an example of how God transforms lives. Is the story of a young woman. She was... Uh, fanatic Muslim, and she served Allah for many years. Then she got disillusioned and uh, committed, attempted to commit suicide several times, but was not successful. At the same time, her mom had an advanced case of MS dying. And so she goes to her mom, said, uh, Mom, I'm going to kill myself anyway. I've tried several times. But this time I'm going to be successful. And if you don't let me do it at home, I will do it outside. And mom said, well, they've given me three months to live anyway. And uh, let's do it together. They sent the father out. And one night they wanted to take some uh, pills and turn on the gas. Uh, sleeping pills, to put them to sleep and then turn on the gas. And that's where God came in through a satellite broadcast and see what happens. Can we play that? Yeah, that's the next slide. Okay. <laughs> و حتی مثلا از سن چهار پنج سالگی شروع کردم نماز رو یاد گرفتن و مثلا قبل از اینکه وارد مدرسه بشم سوره های قرآن رو حفظ میکردم دین هستن اینا خیلی چستیشون مغزی ما رو میکردن و اگرم یه همچین چیزی میشنیدم خوشحال میشنیدم ولی همیشه به ما میگفتن حتی اگر یه مسیحی رو بکشیم وارد بهشت میشیم و برای همین بیشتر تلاش میکردم که قانون های مذهب رو دقیق تر انجام بدم فکر میکردم وضوع اشتباه گرفتم دوباره هی میرفتم وضوع میگرفتم شاید این مثلا برای یه نماز ده بار تکرار میشد که من میرفتم وضوع میگرفتم و برمیگشتم و مریضی روحی هم که گرفتم افسرده وحشتناکم بودم احساس کردم که هیچ وقت به خدا نرسیدم و مامانم تو حالت مرگ بود خیلی هم وابسته بودم به مامانم و گفتم که من خودم رو میکشم اگه اجازه ندید تو خونه این کار بکنم بیرون از خونه خود کشم تو جوانی تو آینده داری مامان جان 
و گفتم باش اگر دوست داری با هم خودکشی کنیم My brothers and sisters, I'm with you tonight. The Lord has a special message for you tonight. If you're hopeless, if you're oppressed, if you're planning to commit suicide, the Lord says stop. He has a hope and a future for you. If you're planning to kill yourself, stop and call me. و برای نیم ساعت با کشان ما صحبت کرد. کاری که کردم انجام میدم و اگر تو بخوای پشیمون بشی من خودم تنها این کار میکنم. وقتی که رفتم توی اتاق دیدم مامانم داره دایی تو برا میکنه و خیلی عصبانی شدم به من ندیرم نه چه میکنی؟ ای میخوام باش حرف بزنم بلانی دیگه ای میخوام قد کن بینم چی داره خدا talked to her she was cold she was fighting and she told me very proudly I'm going to kill myself and your Jesus cannot do anything for me after about an hour of argument with her uh, and I couldn't change her mind you said it yourself Allah has done nothing for you give Jesus just one chance you can always kill yourself next week وقتی که این فکر اومد توی سرم گفتم این بهترین راهه که یه بار دیگه تا آخرین لحظه مرگم به الله خدمت کنم. She was thinking okay I pray and next week this time Jesus had not done anything for me I call uh, live on the air and I tell everybody look I tried Jesus for a week and nothing has changed and I'm going to kill myself tonight and I would do it on the air. و بعد از یک هفته که خودکشی میکنم حد اقلش اینه که وقتی به حضور خدا میرم میگم آخرین کارم هم برای تو انجام دادم فردا صبحش که از خواب بیدار شدم ساعت به بحث نیمه شب بود که از خواب بیدار شدم دیدم و دیدم که مامانم خیلی راحت داره تو خونه راه میره و دیگه اونطوری نیست که تعادل نداشته باشه یا دستش رو جایی بگیره گفتم ما باید سریع بریم بیمارستان و وقتی که جواب رو سریع گرفتیم دکتر گفتش که فقط میتونم بگم یه موجزه شده چون هیچ اثری از بیماری ام اس نیست چجوری میشه میشون خودتون گفتیم که اینشون ترمینال بودش میمار این یه موجزه است و به یه امام دعا کردیم شما کجا نشونیم خانم این شبیه یک موجزه است این یک موجزه است ما اصلا به هیچ امامی دعا نکردیم به ایسای مسیح دعا کردیم Are 
Praise the Lord. God is saving souls, and not just normal. You know, let me tell you about the rest of the story. Padina, when she came to Christ and with her mom, uh, healed completely, contacted us, and uh, told uh, about the conversion. One thing, you know, when you come to Christ one way, you think the rest of the people should come the same way. So from that week on, every Thursday, we used to broadcast on Thursdays live. Uh, every Thursday, we get a phone call live on the air, and that was Padina and her mom. And they were saying this. They were doing this. They were, through the week, they would find people who were suicidal and uh, depressed, and they would invite them to their house and give them dinner And on Thursday. And after the dinner, they would accidentally turn on television to our program, and they would sit watch, and after that, they would make invitation. Um, why don't you try Jesus for a week? And if it doesn't work, go ahead and kill yourself. That was their way of evangelism. And uh, I don't think you can use that in America, maybe if you're bold. Uh, but uh, so every week we had phone calls and people were coming on the air praying to receive Christ. And she, they thought that's the only way, that they have to call me and I pray with them to receive Christ. And after a while, he said, no, we, God has called us. I, I brought him out of Iran, trained them for church planting, sent them back, and they started planting churches. Like a, a general, they would plan for cities takeover. Now, uh, she's married to one of our spiritual sons, and they have, if not the largest, they have one of the largest underground church network in Iran today. That's a story of transformation. That's what God does. And uh, when you think of Muslims, and they seem to be impossible to reach, and uh, nobody knows what to do with the problem of Islam around the world. But God does, don't you think so? If you ask God, God, you know, 1.8 billion Muslims, and the Middle East is a chaos, is a mess. What is your plan for them? I don't think God is going to say, I don't know. <laughs> He has a plan. And he's doing it. And I'm going to share a, a part of his plan, very special part, because what he's doing in Iran is unique. It's an amazing historical movement to transform a nation. Iran will be a Christian nation. It like, sounds like a bold statement, but I believe it because of three reasons. One, because the Bible so, says so. And that should be enough, don't you think so? If Bible says in Jeremiah 49, 34, And on it, it prophesies. And when you read it, it's like a, uh, the history of Iran for the last 30, 40 years. But the last verse, it says, I will set my throne in Elam, which is totally inside the land of Iran, uh, Iran today. And setting my throne, what does that mean? doesn't mean just, oh, many people are coming to Christ. To Christ that uh, There are. Many, many Iranian Muslims have come to Christ. And no, you, nobody... declares that, but one of the easiest evangelism places in Iran for me is Iran, is, is when I share the simplest message on, on media, I get phone calls and people come to Christ. The discipleship and church planting is a challenge. He said, so it is not just the number of Christians, it's not even number of churches, you know, in Dallas we have so many churches, but I don't think God can say, I've set my throne here. You know what it means? It means a transformed nation. 
A nation that loves Jesus, obeys Jesus, and worships Him in every segment of society. And we are moving in that direction fast. So that's why I believe this can happen in one generation because we are moving. It's possible to see in 20 to 30 years, see Iran totally different. One of another bold statements I make is I don't believe Iran is a Muslim nation, practically, by name is. But there's so many have rejected Islam that it's no longer by name. There are, but, but I'm following Islam and it will never be. It will never go back to Islam because the rejection of Islam is so wide and deep. So number, no, reason number one. Uh, number two is because the research shows that. Independent research by the um, Operation World has shown that Iran has the fastest growing evangelical population in the world. We're starting with just a few hundred, 400 Muslim background believers, now it's between three to six million Muslim background believers in Iran and growing, doubling every three to four years. By the way, Afghanistan is number two and Tajikistan number 10. These are all Persian, Persian, Farsi speakers. And I have to emphasize that because uh, we complement each other in ministry, but I don't want to insult because I love Arabs, but if you want to insult an Iranian, call him an Arab. <laughs> they would not like it. They're, because they're totally different language, different culture, different race. And especially after uh, Islamic revolution, Iranians feel, Oh my gosh, we had such a great country. We had Cyrus who declared the, uh, the, the freedom and the, uh, uh, what do you call it? the rights for, for the human. And, uh, and then, then Islam invaded us, destroyed our culture, and pushed their religion on, on us. So there is a very negative feeling uh, about Arabs. But Persia, Persian Empire, and you read a lot about that in the Bible. Uh, now God is touching it. I, I believe what Cyrus did, you know, God says, if you do something for me, I will never forget. And in Genesis 13, it sa he says uh, to, to uh, Abraham, he says, I will curse those who curse you. I will bless those who bless you, right? And in the Bible, Iran is the only country that qualifies for that blessing. So, Cyrus, as you know, set the Jewish captives free. Not only set them free, he gave them money to go build the temple. So I think God is doing something very special, favorable these years in Iran. A supernatural work of God. Amazing. I can't explain it. The openness of people's heart and how Christianity is growing. So that's uh, number two. And for number three is as we minister, we see our numbers and we see the response of the people and we say, yeah, this is possible. Yeah, people are open and our numbers are confirming that this nation, Iranian nation, is moving from an Islamic nation to a Christian nation in a fast speed. All we need to do is to help it along in that direction add fuel, as I say, to the fire because the fire has already started and that's what one of the things that media does. Now, Iran is 
uh, open because of uh, rejection of Islam. You don't hear that because you see the um, clips of death, you know, to America, death to Russia. And by the way, I have another clip that's uh, uh, it's on the streets of Tehran, and the the government has organized a rally, and they're walking down the street, and the government, its own people, which is its own employees, they're forced. They force the employees to demonstrate for them. So if they don't come, they get fired. They have to come with their families. So they're walking down the street. And so the leader and the speaker saying, this is a government leader, death to America. And you, you can hear the people respond, death to Russia, because Russia is an ally with Iran. And they say, death to Israel. And the people respond, death to Russia. They won't. He says, you can force us to come on the streets, but you cannot force us to say death to America because we love America. Mosques are empty. They stopped broadcasting the call to prayers three, four years ago because nobody goes. It's just an annoyance to people. The prayer mats are here, but you don't see anybody going to mosques. Those rallies are organized, forced government employees. The rejection of Islam is so wide. People say, after 40 years of Islamic rule, they say, Islam is not our answer. Actually, it's our problem, and we need to get rid of. There is a militancy against Islam in Iran. The young people, they're saying, we don't want Islam. We need to destroy, get rid of this Islam altogether. They're open to anything, including Christianity, Eastern religion, secularism, atheism, anything except Islam. And the government, if changes, probably will be a secular government. Now, here is a problem. A country is ready spiritually to the gospel, but is not free. There is no church. The churches are closed. Being a Christian, you could be arrested in jail. If you serve him, you will be tortured. You can't go have meetings. How do you reach out to this open heaven country. And that's where God comes in with technology. Uh, technology could be used for bad or good, satellites especially, because it goes over the heads of mullahs into people's homes, and uh, uh, the government cannot stop it because the signal comes from the sky. The little dish around anywhere, and they can receive it for free. And uh, most people in Iran have it because that's the only connection they have to the outside world. That's the, the picture of Tehran. And those are all illegal dishes because it's illegal to have a dish, but most people have. So you can use those to go into every home and look at their eyes, tell them God loves you. Sometimes I feel... Uh, the dishes are the national flower of Iran because you see it anywhere, you know. You see it in the villages. Just you can even the nomads have it. So you and they can't. They can't stop it. Now going into people's homes uh, with the satellite, uh, I have to work at this because when I you think of satellite and television, you're probably comparing to what's happening in America. Some good preachers on television, but there are some questionable teachings and practices, and maybe you won't have a positive view of that. But 
I assure you, this is God's tool to get into people's homes. I'm not talking about the Western television. This is their lifeline for them. And these are not easy believism. They say, oh, I, yeah, I like Jesus. They, they're ready to give their lives, and sometimes they do. And their lives are changed, are transformed. Yesterday I was sh sharing, of course, there's so many miracles. Jesus appears to them. Uh, but one of the greatest miracles I see is uh, transformation. It always amazes me that people who have no church, no pastors, no counselors, no classes, they just meet Jesus. They don't even have a Bible, and their lives are so transformed that the friends and family members say, what happened to you? We want what you have. I remember this lady called me to do a live broadcast, and she was sharing. She said, you know, uh, I, three months ago I came to Christ. I know what a bad person I was. I was angry. I was dishonoring my husband always cussing at him, uh, fighting with him. I was beating up my kids. I know I was a horrible person, but three months ago, watching your programs, Jesus changed my life. And during these three months, we are transformed. I have a peaceful family. I have a good relationship with my husband. He, no beating up my kids. I said, hey, lady, that's a great testimony. Do you share that with others? Have you shared that? She said, no. She said, why not? She says, I don't need to. What? She says, because my husband does it for me. <laughs> and she said, my husband is still a Muslim, but he, wherever we go, you know, people, uh, relatives or a party, I don't have to speak. My Muslim husband speaks up. He said, and this is what he says. He says, hey, guys, hey, guys, I found a way. If you have marriage problem, if you have family problems, I found a way, I found a solution. This is what you do. You get a satellite dish, you tune to a Christian channel, and you make your wife watch it because it works on her. And life transformation and the hunger. They watch these programs, and this is a house church that is started but are led by us through media. The hunger for the word of God is supernatural. They are hung. They will sit day hours, and not just watch for entertainment. This is they're feeding their souls. I remember this after one of the live programs. A lady called, and uh, I was so impressed by her because everything we talked about, she had this, such a complete biblical worldview. We talked about marriage. She just talked about Christian marriage with many verses from her memory. We talked about persecution, and she gave me the best three-minute review of why persecution is good for, for us. And 30 minutes later, you know, I was kind of feeling jealous myself. So I don't know as many verses by heart that she does. And some of my elders don't have that complete worldview that she does. So 25, 30 minutes later, I said, I'm sorry. I, I'm really enjoying talking, but I have to go. Just tell me why you called. And she said, I called because I need a Bible. I don't have a Bible. What? You're a walking Bible. How did that happen? And she said, because I watch your programs and I take notes. And whenever you use a verse, Bible verse, I write it down, I memorize it, and I do it. Isn't that the key to discipleship? 
just read your Bible, do what it says. And they're doing it. They're doing it. And it's amazing. And, and it gives them such a boldness to stand for Christ and serve him. Nothing can stop them. Of course, Jesus is appearing to them. Jesus is doing his part. I, I, this is my, my burden. I, I'm telling church, God is doing something amazing in the Middle East. The doors are in Iran. The walls of Islam is coming down through Iran. He is doing his part. He's waiting for us to do our part. What else could he do? He died on the cross. He's opened the hearts of a nation. He even makes a personal appearance to them, his visions, dreams. What else? To, I have so many stories of miracles, but I want to sum it up with this. Um, there was a man called again on the uh, live program, and I'm trying to imitate him. So, to, so because he had, he, he called and he had no emotions in his voice, just monotone. And that's what he said. Pastor Hormos, this is live broadcast. Pastor Hormos, I had a liver problem three months ago. And I called you, and you prayed for me, and my liver was healed. Oh, hallelujah, this is me. Oh, praise God, Jesus heals, Jesus heals. And my doctor says, you don't need operation. You don't even need drugs or medicine. You're healed. Oh, Jesus, I praise the Lord, three mountains. And then I started praying for other people. I had a friend who had cancer. I prayed for him, and his cancer was healed. Oh, Jesus heals cancer. Praise God. Praise the Lord. No emotions on his part. Then, then I had a, a lady family, and she had tumor in her head, and I prayed for her tumor, and the tumor was gone. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is so gracious to Muslims. Praise the Lord. Three, four minutes of this going on, he was no emotions. I was very excited. He got, finally got frustrated with me and he, he said, Pastor Hormos, why are you so excited? Have you read your Bible? Okay, I got revealed. <laughs> it's normal for them. It is normal. And God gives them supernatural wisdom, supernatural boldness when they are arrested. I, I want to finish with this story that, uh, you know, there was this young uh, lady, mother of uh, two children. Here, let me go through this. This is a, another house church in a village. And this is our, we do live church service. Uh, that's probably the most watched program we do every week. We do a church service. We deliver it in every home. And they put even their chairs like a church and they, collect offerings and all that. So they don't have no other church and that that's it. So that's the final when we want to pray. But I want to, I want to share how, uh, I'm, what I'm talking. When God works in their lives, there is no fear and there is wisdom. I, I want to tell, tell about this young mother of two. And uh, she was, this is what she said. She said, I, was, uh, I would pick up my kids every afternoon. Uh, at the school, and uh, I used that time to witness and evangelize other parents. 
and talk to them. And when I found uh, if they're interested, they would get bring a Bible. One afternoon, I talked to a lady who showed so much interest. Oh, yeah, you want Jesus. You want to tell me more? Tell me more. You want a Bible? Yeah, tomorrow. I bring me a Bible. And she said, next day, I took a Bible. And I don't know for what reason. Instead of one, I put six, seven in my <laughs> purse and took it to the uh, school. And when I brought one out to give to that lady, there was police all around me and arrested me. That lady had called the police on me. So I was saying, I'm in trouble. I was so afraid I couldn't pray, I couldn't talk. I, they put me in the police car and uh, taking me to the police station. I said, one Bible could get you in trouble, but having several, that's really bad. And, uh, and uh, what can I do? Just all through in the po police car, I would say, God help me. I, God help me. Just what am I going to do? If I ruin my life, what, can I, what am I going to say? And God said, I will tell you what to say. Isn't that biblical? Some peace came on me. And this is what happened. It's funny. that She said, the moment I stepped into the police station, something fell on me, a boldness and a wisdom. I started shouting. I'm a shy person, she said. I started shouting at police station, Hey, why have, you, why have you arrested me? I didn't do anything wrong. I'm talking about Jesus healing people. I, knew I have a friend who was a drug addict and Jesus healed him. Is that a crime? I, I pray for somebody who was healed. Is that a crime? A marriage was healed. Is that a crime? I didn't do anything. All Jesus is doing this. It's not me. In terms of protest, she said, I sh started sharing testimonies of what Jesus is doing in lives. And so they took me in and they asked me and they questions and they started to file for me a case against me. And uh, to bother me, they would say, uh, you have to come back again and again to complete your case. Even though my, I live far, far away, I had to go several times a week just be there for them to ask more and more questions. But every time I walked in that police station, I started shouting, Jesus heals people. Is that my fault? I just share about Jesus. And he, their lives are changed. Is that my fault? What did I do wrong? I didn't do anything wrong. Again, every time in their terms of protest, just witnessing to everybody. The last day of uh, closing the case, she said, I went there again. I started this. And the poli a policeman came and said, you know, um, today was my day off here. Is, you know, But I came back because I want you to pray for me. So they sent her case to a court. She goes, they does the same thing. She goes to a court. The moment she enters, the judge is sitting there. Yeah, just started shouting. Oh, your honor, this is not fair. I did not do anything wrong. I tell about that Jesus heals, and he does. Jesus sets free, and he does. I had a friend like this. I had a family member like this. Is that a crime that he tell him about the healer? That's not a crime. That's not fair that he arrested me. And uh, the judge was looking at the case, and then she said toward the judge, Judge, for example, if your daughter has cancer, and I pray for her, your daughter, and she gets healed. Would you put me in jail? And she said that um, the judge was looking down and looked up and the pen dropped 
her jaw, his jaw dropped. What did you say? How did you know my daughter has cancer? Come here. And she went forward with all those testimonies. Now the judge believes Jesus heals. Would you pray for my daughter? So she prays for her, his daughter, and, and the judge says, go, go. But be careful not to be caught. Continue what you're doing. But uh, yeah, just be careful. God is good. He's doing his part. That's why say Iran is ready. Our strategy is working with using media to plant churches, not just converts. And there is an opportunity to make history. We can pray, support, and minister with us, to us, with us. But here is how you can be in touch with us. The, if, the easiest way is to uh, send or mess, uh, text, text IRAN, I-R-A-N, to 747 Eight, four. You get a list of links. You get the Pedina's links and other testimony links. You can watch a link to our website and all that. So there's a bunch of information. But that would be a great way. Of course, we have a table there. You can sign up and you can get some material. A couple of things. One is an evangelistic video. This is God is Love, both in Arabic and Farsi to give your friends. It's a powerful presentation of the gospel. It will not offend Muslims, but it will be very effective in bringing them to Christ. But also there is a, a video, a screen video with several testimonies uh, in it that you can, short testimonies, you can watch it, share, share it in your small groups. Father, I'm so grateful for what you're doing and giving us the honor to be a part of it, Lord God. I thank you for calling us to the areas that you have prepared hearts, especially Muslims, Lord. We know you love them and you're opening the hearts of many. I ask, Lord, that you use a ch your church in the West to wake up and see your hands around the world and join you where you are working, Lord. Bless this church for the heart they have for nations. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.